0: What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And as Clinton Yates and I started talking about here this afternoon, the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills are tied at three. Second quarter, 7.50 to go, and Jared Goff's day is over. He'll finish seven for nine for 56 yards. He was sacked once for 11 yards. But Clinton, honestly, for, uh, for preseason game number one and for two series in the first quarter, even though it started off really poorly, I'll chalk this up to a success if I'm Jared Goff.
1: I'm not. He should have had a pick on his first throw. And his, his body language was terrible. Like, I, Sure, the numbers end up fine, but I don't care. It's preseason game one. He did not look good, in my personal opinion. He didn't look bad, but there was one bad throw. I feel like it's a reasonable expectation for a guy coming into game one of the preseason who has been a starter in this league and a starter in the Super Bowl, as you've pointed out many times, Cap, that you should probably not have any bad throws.
0: That's just me. Yeah, listen, this body language thing, I, I'm a, I'm a believer in it. I really yeah. am. And, it, and it's also interesting how we'll, we'll see this a little differently. But I understand, I know a lot of people feel the same way you do, that he's just got this look in his eye and this hunch to his shoulders that just, it just doesn't look like a superstar NFL quarterback caliber. So We'll get back. We'll get back to some more football, a little bit of uh, Dodger baseball, some Lakers reports. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to this afternoon, but now here she is at U N E E Q underscore. Laura is ready with what we need to know.
2: I feel like you already gave what we need to know. I was like, Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, it's not that much of an importance, but I'm going to, you know, throw it out there because it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it about me for like two minutes. We were talking yesterday that I haven't been to an NFL game in forever. So I'm actually going to go to a Rams game tomorrow. So I'm super excited because I haven't literally I haven't been to a game since I was about 20 years old and I'm 33. So I'm super excited to go. Obviously, we're the station of the Rams, so we have gotta go support. And I don't actually have an NFL team, so let's see if this converts me to being a Rams fan.
1: Oh, you're joining the Ramley, maybe would
2: say. Maybe could be because you know
0: what's it going to take for the Rams to get you? Because you said it. This is the home of the Rams, Mm -hmm. seven ten. What's it going to take for the Rams to get you? Because this is, by the way, seriously. If the Rams were listening, they'd listen carefully to what you're about to say. Because look. For so many years when L.A. did not have an NFL football team, fans from all different parts of the country who live in L.A. still supported their their teams. Mm -hmm. So they may have gone to sports bars on Sunday afternoons because they wanted to watch (laughs) the Bears or they wanted to watch the Bills or, you know, the Packers or whatever the case may be. So the Rams are the the more dominant brand of NFL football. But. I'm not sure everybody thinks LA is the Rams town per mm-hmm. se. And that, that, by the way, there's a ton of NFL fans in LA, but what do they need to do to get a lifelong Los Angelino to become a Rams fan?
2: That's a good question. I mean, um, going to a single wasn't Scott, enough,
3: huh?
4: It's uh, Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like sideline passes or something like that. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> I need some money. No, no. You know for some me free I...
4: concessions.
2: For me, honestly, it's been, I didn't grow up with a team, so I just love the sport. So just being embraced by the community and not being told like, oh, you're just jumping the bandwagon, right? Because I have friends that are Ram fans and that's what they're telling me like, oh, now you want to be a fan? It's like, well, I've never had a team, but you're not helping me try to be part of that team and that family because of how you're talking to me.
1: Uh, it's so Ramily, deep. first of all. And second of all, F those people. You know what I'm saying? You're so, Laura Unique. You know what I'm saying? That they ain't true. doing what you that do. All right, go ahead and push that little status to get these Rams people <laughs> out here. That's what the job is for. What are we doing out here? Yeah. Yeah. Rams people. Get Laura in the building. Convert a fan. This is right. what we want.
2: Because you know what? I'm not a I'm not a huge soccer person. I've talked about this extensively on the show. Mm-hmm. But I went to LAFC, I was like, yo.
4: Those games are fun. Oh my
2: God. Like yeah. and I was in a suite, but I just know that if I'm like somewhere else You I, hear that, Rams? She, she like, got a suite woo! for the LAFC game okay can we not that's not what i'm trying to do <laughs> but honestly cuz look for me those being in a suite is cool it's it's nice at staple center whatever right but it's not the same when you're like with the people because the people in the suites ain't the people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh,
1: dear the- Rams, if you're ever inviting me and my people, I'll take the suite. Thank you. Yeah, right. You. Just, Bougie. Just, just, I, mean, just, just, I mean. Being I clear. Mean, the suite, being man, clear.
2: Anytime. Bad.
1: Bougie. Local. Bougie. chapter President of the Handsome Man community. Bougie. I'll take the
5: suite.
2: Thank you. I yeah. mean, we know you would. <laughs> Look, day, it's cool. It's cool. Sometimes the suite is cool. I'm not going to down that. I'm not downing that. Y'all want to hook me up? Cool. But there is a difference from being in a a swing and being with the fan. Like, it's just a difference. It's a whole different environment. So, for me, it's being embraced by that like by the fans by the family and be like oh cool you know what you're new all right but you know the sport okay cool because they're not they have not been like that i'm just saying i'm just uh, throwing so it out you there you have
1: not been you have not been embraced w- well embraced yeah no That's except
2: bad. for like certain people that i know and then you know when we used to do our football thing um well, i don't even know what we were doing back in the days lz would always be like my five they're my five. And I would joke. I'm like, you know what? Now I'm going to be the Rams my five all the time. So if the Ram family decides to embrace a girl, you know what? I wouldn't be mad at it. The guys have been wanting me to marry an NFL team. And I was like, I- I've been, you know, I've been talking. You're still
3: dating around.
4: I'm still dating <laughs> around. I mm-hmm. haven't given mm-hmm. a rose
2: to, have you, to have no you team. <laughs> you
4: know?
5: have,
3: you consulted, have you consulted Mace about this?
2: I haven't. I should, though. Oh, he we should guy just to call Mace right now. Hit him up. No, yeah, we're not we bothering
1: Mace. Mace is-
2: oh, Yeah, Mace on a Friday? Maybe on Monday. Oh, we'll do this yeah, on Monday. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mace is hanging out Yeah, Mace Granddaddy Purple G. <laughs> yeah, no, past He's got things to do. But I'm saying, Mace is a perfect ambassador that is true. for the family. W-
2: you know what? Mace will be at the game tomorrow. I might yeah, like hit text him, him up. or whatever.
1: And by, by you- the way, the, the biggest difference for me, sidebar, and I don't mean to cut you off here, Laura, no, I just here. want to say this, between the family and the people and the suite Bathroom access.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that's Ooh, the
1: name oh, of the game. How about
0: yeah. food access. Yeah.
1: food is one thing. I can get yeah. food pretty much anywhere, but bathroom shit, access bathroom. critical. Yeah, critical.
2: You know what? Anyway. You nailed that. You're yeah. right. Just saying.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Just listen. Saying. It was it was five years ago when the Rams moved back to L. A. They started their their first preseason game was against the Dallas Cowboys, and it made perfect sense because the Cowboys train in Oxnard, but also because Jerry Jones was really the most instrumental part. Uh, of NFL ownership to bring the Rams back to L.A. This is, by the way, this is pre the Chargers going to L.A. because at that point, the Chargers were still trying to figure out their situation in San Diego insincerely and in a very disingenuous way, but that's another story. But, you know, listen, I'll tell you guys, um, if you went to a Rams game at the Coliseum, I'll I'll tell you two in particular that, that could have completely done this for you, Laura, there was first the uh, game against the Kansas City Chiefs. remember the Monday Night football Ooh. game where the Chiefs and the Rams were supposed to play in Mexico City? And if you don't remember the exact storyline, the, there were all the, the wildfires were happening in LA as a matter that of fact was,
1: That was a crazy, crazy week. yeah,
0: totally. And, and there were a lot of players and Rams coaches that were displaced from their homes. And so the NFL, so smart what they did, I mean, not that we all fell for it, but it was super smart. What the NFL did was they said, look, we're not going down to Mexico City. We're, we're not doing it. There's, there's too much going on in L.A., um, and, and this is a great moment for the NFL to show Los Angeles how we're a part of a community when a community really needs us. So what they did was they bailed on Mexico City. They blamed the field conditions. Give me a break. The field conditions are why they canceled out on that game. But what they did is they came back. They honored all the first responders. There was a concert at halftime. I think it was Imagine Dragons. And that Of day, course it was. <laughs> Clinton, you remember you, you were talking about – I think it was Imagine Dragons. You'll have to check me on that. But just the same way that the Field of Dreams game ended last night with the that was, It was the game the of the year that year. That it, game was you, nuts. You could not have scripted it any better. Goff and Mahomes went toe-to-toe, and it was just – there was like a 1,000 yards passing in that game. As that I was Goff's
1: best game as far as I'm concerned. Like, that I can remember. It was the most memorable game where I thought Goff looked like a NFL gunner. You know what I'm saying? Like, a guy to be stopped. Yep. And
0: the Coliseum that night, let me tell you something. It was absolutely electric. I still say it's probably the greatest NFL regular season football game I was ever at. So that was one night, Laura. The second night was when the Rams played the Cowboys. And I'm just about sure it was a wild card game. It could have been a divisional round game, but I I think it was a wild card game. It was a Saturday night. It was just a beautiful night for football. As a matter of fact, that was the first night game that I recall them playing. Uh, But anyway, that night, it's the Cowboys, it's the Rams, it's, you know, Jerry's team who he helped get them to L.A., playoff atmosphere. Rams won that game. As a matter of fact, Todd Gurley barely played, and it was C.J. Anderson who had the big night that night. So those two games in particular, the Kansas city game at the Coliseum, the playoff game against the Cowboys. Those are the kinds of games where Mm. that's the Rams. They should have had you those nights is what I'm saying. They should have,
2: but you know, I am very critical. And again, I didn't want to be that person. Just, we had this whole, like give, I had to give a rose to a team, right? Like a few months back. And I was like, "Mm, maybe these, this team, or maybe this one and callers called in trying to convince me to get their team. But it's just, um, I don't know. I, I just can't marry a team yet. But you know, I'm like maybe after this game I can marry the Rams, and we'll live happily ever after. We shall see. The guys are always great too. You know, like every time one of the players calls in, they're great. Every time McVeigh calls in, he's great. So I'm like, you know, that's good. Them the having Ramley. dope. Yeah, yeah. they have them themselves having dope personalities makes me say, hmm, I'm one step closer to possibly marrying this franchise. I'm fine. <coughs> <lying. laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look. This is a team that you know called L.A. home for a long time. Uh, then they called Anaheim home for a long time. Then they went to St. Louis, and now they're back. And so, you know, this is the team. This is the ownership group. This is the franchise that was the rightful owner to the L.A. market. And uh, and I'll tell you guys honestly. Like I was, I was a Charger fan forever. And when the Chargers uh, started to do what they were doing to try and maneuver their way out of San Diego, I can remember so vividly saying to all the then Charger fans, hey, look, if you want to get back, if you will, at the Chargers, the the best thing you could do is become a Rams fan. And people say, well, why become a Rams fan? Why not become a Raiders fan? The Raiders were your biggest rival. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. The Rams and the Chargers will compete for the same dollar." Now, there's a lot of them to go around, and there's a lot of people in L.A. to watch NFL football and go to games, but they will go head-to-head. And so if you're going to spend your money or you're going to spend your emotion on one of these two franchises, helping the Rams is hurting the Chargers. Quick question. Is the
1: game tomorrow night being billed or whatever or sort of like marketed as a home game for both? How does that work?
0: I believe it's the home game for the Rams.
1: Okay. Okay. So, yeah. like, the Rams stuff will be up. Like, yep. this is, is this a cover the, ba- cover the Chargers banners situation?
2: Well, Get, like, are, selfies like the Clippers do because they don't have right. no real banners.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you got, it's a great question, Clinton, because I've been seeing uh, on social media there's a group of Rams fans, and I got I to gotta do a little bit more digging into this, but there's a group of Rams fans that for the past two weeks have been hitting me up on Twitter saying, look, the night of this game, we're going to be doing something during the game to let the Chargers know they're not welcome in the Rams' house, they're not welcome in the Rams' city, and while I grant you nothing that you say, nothing you do, nothing you protest, uh, no amount of hate that you spew toward the Chargers is going to get the Chargers to leave because the Chargers had a garbage stadium forever, and now they've moved into what is the greatest stadium on the planet, and they don't even have to pay for it. And you know, it doesn't even say Rams anywhere, not when the Chargers are playing because it's all LCD, L something D, and and they all, you know, it makes the whole stadium look like it's the Chargers' place yeah. when everybody knows it's the Rams' place. So I don't know what these fans are planning to do tomorrow night to let the Chargers know that they're not welcome in the Rams' house, but I'm all for it. I'm here for it.
1: Could it be are you familiar with the word cap tifo? Do you know what that means? Tifo Tifo is like when you go to a soccer match mm-hmm. and they have like the big cloth things that span oh, yeah, multiple yeah. sections on yeah. down and it yeah. requires a coordinated effort in order to get everybody to do it and you can see it from afar. This could be a tifo situation. That would be cool.
0: Listen, I think it's a, I think it's a great sounding idea. I mean again, anybody who's going to the Rams game tomorrow night if you're planning on doing some sort of protest or you're, you're planning on doing something during the game to let the Chargers know they're not welcome in, in L.A. and that they should move back to San Diego, I'm all for it. But uh, but I don't think they're going to do it because the ownership of the Chargers, like, what? why would we leave? Like, Stan Kroenke just built a $5 billion football stadium. This place is dope AF, and guess what? We don't even have to really pay for it. So we're here. We're not going anywhere. So, And I, I read all these uh, these Charger fans coming at me saying hey, dude, um, did you see how many season tickets the Chargers sold? And I'm like, yes, I did. I did see how many season tickets they sold. you know who they sold them to? To ticket brokers. You know what those ticket brokers are going to do with those tickets? They're going to sell them to the opposing fans when they come into town. That's what they're going to do. Oof,
1: man. When you get Scott going on the anti charger sentiment, it's hard to get him to stop. I get it. Mm -hmm. They moved out of town real slimy. It was real slimy, but, you know. That's, that's, that that's, that's, that's not for me. I like yeah. the way their uniforms look.
0: Well, I think, I don't know if I've ever told you this story though, Clinton, is, uh, so the the Chargers were playing the Raiders. It's like uh, Christmas Eve-ish, you know, and I'm broadcasting the game for CBS and I'm yeah. on the field before the game and this, the owner of the Chargers, Dean Spanos, comes up to me and he, he extends his hand to, to shake my hand. This is pretty unusual because he's kind of a, he's kind of a, a an introverted guy. And yeah. he said, he said, Hey, I want to thank you. And I said, Oh, you do really? You're welcome. What are you thanking me for? And he said, well, you know, you did so much to try and help keep us here in San Diego. And this is how he phrased it to me. He goes, you know, had we, this is the way he said, had we gotten to 50% of our vote, we would have stayed and fought. And I said, hold on a second. You're speaking in the past tense. Have you made up your mind? And he said, well and this, this is the way he said he's well you know we're, we're we're leaning now towards going to la and i was like i was you know right away grabbed my mic and i told the right. producers in the truck i'm like yo Spanos just told me that quote they're leaning towards going to la i come out of the the game broadcast i've you know let's go down to scott i'm like yo uh spanish just told me <laughs> Breaking that they're leaning, right they're <laughs> leaning on going to LA. he just told me all this you know and i i report the story just as i've told it to you and you know within seconds it blows up in the press box and and you know it goes viral And, um, and they, that was their way. And, and his, his spokesperson said, wow, he really did you a big favor. I said, how's that? He goes, well, he, he gave you the story to break. And I go, no, he didn't give me the story to break. He set me up, man. You know, like he, he came there and he gave it to me to set me up so that I could put it out there so that it was out there. So the, 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 everybody knew what was coming. So So
1: they could dodge sort of the, the brunt of the announcement coming from the franchise themselves. So not only was it slimy how they got out of town. But it was a, what we'll just call a non-chicken salad move specifically to announce it.
0: Yeah. So listen, I, 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 as soon as they moved, I became a Rams fan immediately. To me, if you were a Chargers fan, the best way to hurt them is to be a Rams fan.
5: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800 gambler terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: hey shout out to a great 710 espn listener jonathan watson who corrected me on twitter clinton it wasn't the imagined dragons it was the chain smokers who played at halftime. Oh, of course. Or the, now, you know uh, what? That's Rams almost even more
1: on brand somehow. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's incredible.
0: <laughs> hey, Clinton, I want to just tell you about something real quick, and then we'll jump into some other stuff. But yeah. uh, we have a huge fantasy football draft party that's coming up. It's on August 27th at the Hollywood Park Casino. And today we're going to give away two more entries into this exclusive party Keyshawn's flying in from New York. Travis Rogers will be there. We're going to be doing a live radio broadcast from 4 to 7 p.m. that day. There's going to be food and drinks and all kinds of amazing prizes from uh, Rams, Bears opening night tickets to big screen TVs so you can watch your favorite teams play. All of this is happening on Friday, August 27th at Hollywood Park Casino. When you win, it's you and nine of your friends. So you're bringing an entire league with you. So stay tuned because coming up tonight at six fifteen, we're gonna give away two more entries into our exclusive fantasy football draft party on Friday, August twenty seventh, with Keyshawn, Travis, me, and the entire team at Hollywood Park Casino. What do you think about that, Clinton Yates? I love that.
1: I've done a live draft with everybody in the league present one time in my life, and it was a blast. It was really fun. Like if you like, I'm not a huge fantasy football guy. I can tell you my fantasy football strategy in a second, but like the, idea, like, the draft is a good thing to blow out because it's pretty much the best part of the season, to be quite honest, <laughs> when you play fantasy football. Myself, I have a very different strategy for fantasy football that I employed once our friend Christian McCaffrey came into the league. If you've ever seen the movie Black Panther, are you familiar with the character, the white guy? At one point, he gets up on somebody else and she says, get back from me, colonizer. So what I do... Is I have a team full of white guys. They're called the Colonizers. In fact, <laughs> I won a playoff game with the Colonizers like three years ago. It Are was great. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Okay. The key That's is getting great. McCaffrey because otherwise it doesn't work. Right, but you like, know, you know, you got to get him. Yeah. It's funny, right?
0: It's hilarious. But wait, you know what would be even better? You should play fantasy basketball and have an entire team of white guys.
1: It's a lot harder with fantasy basketball <laughs> because there's not so. No, I'm serious. It's it's genuinely harder with basketball because there's not as many white Americans. That's the key. You can't just get random white guys who are from, you know, like Luka Doncic does not qualify for that. You know what I'm saying? There's only so many red velvets, Kevin Herders in the league, so, you know. But like you can win a game or two. Trust me. I won a playoff game and I never let the dude I beat forget about it. It was lit. <laughs> That's great. So the I colonizers are coming strategy. back this season, by the way. Very excited about that.
0: So. Well, you should come join us on Friday, August 27th at Hollywood Park Casino. What do let you say check, to that?
1: Let me check my schedule. I All will right. be in town. Okay. That is potentially doable.
0: All right. All well, right. you might want to check your schedule because they may be, like, scheduling you to be on the air that afternoon. Seriously. That because be. I think uh, Sedano's out on that day. All and right. so, yeah, it'd be great to have you. I'll tell you that.
1: My fantasy draft. My See, my fantasy draft is next week. It seems a little early. Seems a little early. Extremely early. Seventeenth, it is. Way early, in fact.
4: Wow. All right. Anytime after the third preseason game, I think yeah, is, why is is ideal. So
1: early, I might need to hit up my man.
0: That's <laughs> that's too early.
1: All right. Anyway.
0: Well, you can't exactly let the computer pick for you. You got to really. Oh pick. no! If you're, oh, bro. Pick a team. All, the the scouting.
1: You should see my big board. You know what I mean? It look, no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Anyway, go on. <laughs> now I really want to know what you're going to say. Not, no, I do not need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Clinton, uh, keeping our eyes on a couple of things here, but most importantly at this point, the Dodgers 2, the Mets 0, and it's the bottom of the third. So uh, Dodgers with a lead so far in this game. Um, earlier today, I know you were on the jump. Mm-hmm. Okay, And I'd be curious because um, Tim Bontemps, Good times,
1: as we call them, yeah.
0: Was was on with you, and you told me before the show that he is more skeptical about Russell Westbrook joining the Lakers than my initial reaction, which, by the way, I just want you to know, since the Russell Westbrook press conference and it's become reality and I've heard all these stories about, you know, LeBron and AD and how close these guys all are, like, I I, I went from skeptical to kind of excited, and then, because you and I were on the air Yes, yeah, we talked this about what was happening, but then to get Carmelo and to get Dwight Howard to get two veteran players who have proven that they can uh, they can change who they are. They don't have to be a number one. It doesn't have to all be about them. It's they can put their ego off to the side because winning is what's most important. Uh, I actually have become pretty excited about the Russell Westbrook move.
1: Me too. I still think that this is going to be a more workable situation than most people think and here's here okay so here's the Bontemps take his point is they're not any closer to winning a championship than they were last year which is actually kind of fair but what I would say is that they were pretty you know there are people that believe that the only reason they weren't closer was because of injury so if you believe that they're not any closer and you also believe that they were sort of derailed last year I don't think that's a problem keeping up with the proverbial Joneses even if you're keeping up with yourself matters but He is of the belief, and he pointed this out on the program, that maybe Westbrook wants to change, but there is no evidence that he can change. (laughs) He was supposed to change, you know, two years ago. He was supposed to change, you know, with the Rockets. He was supposed to change with Beal. That didn't happen. And so, like, his point was that this is just trending in a direction that does not bode well. And that I do kind of understand. But for me, my counter was if you're going to change forever, Anybody on earth, LeBron, Raymond James is the guy you're going to do it for. And that's still what I'm kind of counting on. And I don't think it's going to be that contentious, but it was an interesting point he made, which is that we've heard this before, but it has not occurred before.
0: All right, I'll buy that part, but here's, here's what I would add to it. Yeah, um, it, it, my initial reaction to Russell Westbrook was, can he be a team guy? when he's not the focal point of the team.
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: And, and that was my initial thought, but I think now because, A, it's LeBron, but I think maybe more importantly than just LeBron, it's that he's coming home. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting in his press conference when he talked about being a kid, uh, going to the parades, uh, you know, growing up a huge fan. Listen, if you told me that he was joining LeBron and AD and they were in Cleveland, I'd say, I'm not so sure how this uh, chemistry will work. Right. But because he's coming home, this is like dream come true opportunity. I get to come home. I get to put on a Laker uniform. I get to play with LeBron, AD. Now this roster that the Lakers have built, I get to play in my, my home arena. I get my family around me. I feel like if there's ever a time in this guy's career where he's going to become an ultimate team guy and change perceptions for those that don't think he is this is the place this is the this is the roster and this is the time that's that's how you know, I see it right now
1: you know if I didn't know, I would have told you that you were listening last week to Alan Slewa where it was Alan Sliwa, where Travis and Sliwa. I keep messing up the name of that daggone show. Anyway, we were, I was filling in, and we talked about this exact thing, and I said exactly that. I was like, look, the combo element of the homecoming and the LeBron factor is the main reason why I think this works. For once, Cap, we were in lockstep on this. And when he came out, and they asked him in the introductory presser, another part of that presser that I enjoyed quite a bit, is when it's, you know, I think it was Plashkey. Our colleague, I mean, my colleague Bill Plasky from the L.A. Times went Around the Horn, television's Clinton Yates, as you know. He said, I'm joking, but he said, he asked him, do you have anything to prove? And Russ said, yo, bro, look around. My family's all here. I've been able to provide my entire community with a life that is far more comfortable. Just getting here was the win. And it was a perspective that I thought was very good because it was like, listen, all right, I'm home now, buddy. All bets are off in terms of, like, how great I can be. That doesn't mean that he's going to be a selfish player. It just provided a perspective that I thought was really interesting and really healthy for a guy who's been around in a lot of different places, who's been much maligned, for lack of a better term, for a player as good as he is. I really agree with you on this one, Scott. I think him coming home and the combination of all these things, age, situation, teammates, you know, I really do think it's going to be a good uh, – let me say it this way. The best outcome. – I'm a big maximized outcomes guy. I think this is a maximizing outcome situation for him.
0: Let me throw something at you here. This is a poll that's uh, published on LakersNation.com. You ready? hmm After LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, which Laker player will contribute the most offensively for the Lakers? Here's your choices. Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, or other, how would you vote Clinton Yates?
1: Probably Carmelo. Because Carmelo can still kind of fill it up. He had a couple games last year against Portland where he went off. And maybe he's not going to be – like I don't know that Melo's going to necessarily be your – sort of like your fourth best scorer, but I do think he's going to be very available for clutch buckets. I think that's what Melo's new role – not new role, but his role with the Lakers is going to be on a new team is shot maker. You know what I mean? Not necessarily, uh, you know – bench producer in the sense of like he's going to give you 20 every three games or whatever but when you need a bucket you're going to go to mellow because you know mellow can knock it down and i think that that you know look obviously scoring more points is the goal but every once in a while you need somebody the silent h robert Ory comes to mind who can just bang a bucket you know what i'm saying and i think mellow's going to give us that
0: carmelo anthony leading the way 44.8 percent Kendrick Nunn, second at 28.4. Malik Monk, third at 17.2. And other is at 9.5%. Shout out to my people over at LakersNation.com. All right, coming up. Would You Rather is next. Let's see. I think Laura's hosting Would You Rather today. All right, looking forward to this because maybe she's going to come up with some really uncomfortable stuff for us. Would <sighs> You Rather is next on Sedato and Kaplan.
3: Clinton Yates is in the house.
0: This is 710 ESPN.
2: Yo, I really love that rejoin, but I'm going to take it away, Chris. Thank you very much. So, guys, it is Friday the 13th, and you know what? We're going to do a Friday the 13th theme, Would You Rather. Oh, I love <laughs> themes.
4: Good. Uh, <laughs> was that an evil laugh that you just...
2: Not you I. Just I don't know who did that. But. What?
4: I didn't hear a laugh. That's a
2: Jesse the Body laugh. <laughs> oh. That was great. Okay, Jesse. I One, like it. I like two, I
4: don't know what you're talking about. Three. Three. <laughs> 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 All right,
2: guys, it is One Friday. One Would You Rather. Right. Let's have some fun. Cool. Clinton, we're gonna start with you. Would you rather be stuck in the Halloween movie or the Freddy Krueger movie?
1: Um Jamie Lee Curtis is in Halloween? Yeah. Yes. We'll take Halloween.
2: Okay. What about Pretty you? Cap? <laughs> I'll go
0: the other direction. Um, Freddy Krueger. I don't know like I looked at him and I thought if I had to I think I could put up a decent fight you, know? <laughs> you had a chance you, you think you stand a
4: chance can't, against pretty Krueger? yeah I
0: can't look at the skin it's Ew. disgusting okay. the dermatology
1: situation is unacceptable it's a dermatology <laughs> I can't, situation can't deal on with minute. that man it's gross people would always be trying to watch those stupid movies and sleepovers in, in high school I'm like I don't want to look at this person it's <laughs> disgusting
0: anyway. yeah but I don't know for whatever reason like when you watch these horror movies mm-hmm. I, I would look at the the main character and I'd like you know do I have a chance like do I at least have just a fighting chance because I'm not going down without a fight when it came to Freddy Krueger I was like you know what I'll I'll, I think I got a shot
4: I mean you you know he like invades your dreams Mm -hmm. and like has a bunch of powers like in the dream and Mm -hmm. you don't really you Uh, you can't just go up to him and punch him not to mention he has knives on his hands you got mind
1: control over him like Debo (laughs) (laughs) the thing is hold on quickly the thing about horror movies is that like nowadays this is a side convo horror movies are too scary like back in the day they mm. were kind of funnier and so like you could laugh at it because it went but now i'm like yo these toys be actually kind of freaking me out i am not trying to see <laughs> those
4: anyway i'm trying to see all those all right Work. jesse
2: what about you halloween or pretty Krueger? Good- i'm
4: probably go halloween just because i like that movie more and you know michael myers i ain't uh at the very least, you get in the car and run. Freddy <laughs> Cougar's chasing your dream. You, yeah, you're true. not going to get away from that. That's
1: Escapability, true. very tricky with him. Mm-hmm.
2: That is true. Okay, Cap, let's start with you this one. Okay. Would you rather be killed by a serial killer or what be the doing? serial killer?
1: Oh,
5: that's dark right God.
0: there. God. What are we doing? <laughs> oh my God. This I said Friday be,
2: the 13th version. <laughs> this
0: may be the worst would you, heard you rather. heard that Even laugh. Question. I'm not answering. <laughs> ever. I'm <Right>. straight up <laughs> not answering. <laughs>
2: this,
0: this might be the worst would you rather question ever. Seriously. Would you rather be killed by a serial killer or be the serial killer? Um, the obvious answer is neither. <laughs> Thank you. you know? Well played. I mean, seriously. I don't Ta- tag be... me
1: in on this, Cap, because no, I'll say this. All right, okay. all right tag him in. That's all right. <laughs> I would rather find the serial killer. Okay. Is what I that would wasn't an
2: option, though, so you had to pick either one. No, 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 no. We can keep it stuff. dark.
1: <laughs> I'd rather kill the serial killer than anything else, if it really came down to it.
2: So killed by the serial killer? Or no, serial killer? I would rather chase
1: and kill the serial killer. Isn't no,
4: there, a whole, there? are like no, movies about no, this. No,
2: y'all can't change my. Would you what rather? What was
1: the movie called? Uh, the woman uh, Jennifer. What's her name? Jennifer. Uh
4: Dang it, You're not talking about uh uh oh uh, dang! No, I just lost it. Okay, what wait a, a second.
0: Now we ni- now neither of us. Are. Okay, Meeting
2: the one about uh, Jennifer Garner. Her. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Y'all just up in here changing my questions like y'all sorry. can. Well, okay. uh, sorry,
0: I don't want to be
1: admitting not. to the fact that I might want to kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> on local radio. Never mind the fact that I don't actually ever want to do that. Well, nor do then I ever want to. That you could be killed
2: by the serial killer it was know, an easy that one. Sucks. All right. That sucks All right. being killed <laughs>
1: by the a serial
0: killer because because anytime you hear about serial killers, it's kind of like this. The first question like, I think to myself. <laughs> if that if that serial killer was coming after me I mean, there's no way, man. I'll, I'll take that guy down, no problem. He ain't coming near me like that.
2: Honestly, I didn't think eh. it was gonna be that dark. Like, oh, that, it's dark. It, I mean, oh. it's dark. Okay, first now of all, you know. yes, I know it's dark, but I didn't think y'all were. I'm like, nah, I don't want to be the serial killer. Just kill me, then. I no. don't want to be the person no. killing.
0: No, no, I got no. Lives, I of things to do. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a big <laughs> the, L. That's
1: a massive loss to the handsome man community. I'm not
0: <laughs> knock the knock off. The, uh, local chapter, the local chapter. <laughs> hey, listen, oh if a serial killer takes down Clinton, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm immediately <laughs> running for office. <laughs> <laughs> a Sliding counter. right in the slot. <laughs> I That's like,
2: gonna
4: look a little suspect. Uh, <laughs> but
3: we were close. Okay. I keep okay. This platform
4: going. That's
2: right. I will let you guys skip this one, which I'm not happy about, though. But you know what? Just because you should of just bring it back
4: in like a month. Yeah, interest <laughs> right. of time.
2: We got to keep on going. Okay. So, Clinton, would you rather live in a cemetery or live in a haunted house?
1: Probably a haunted house, because I mean, like cemetery. I mean, what am I living in a tent?
4: You're living you like in, you in know a, t- a you're the you're <laughs> the grave uh, the gravekeeper. The gravekeeper.
1: No, Why no, you got so many c- questions? Cemeteries, cemeteries, <laughs> real deal scary to me. You it know is. what I'm saying? I know there's like parts of the country and parts of the world where people like like teenagers hang out at cemeteries. New Orleans, it was like,
2: crazy to go to cemeteries. Yeah. It's kind of oh, yeah. cool, mm-hmm. and people
1: aren't really going there. But like haunted houses, to me, have some level of intrigue. I'd like to believe that if I was living in a house with like a ghost. I wouldn't say I would necessarily befriend the ghost, but we could coexist. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, ghost, you take the trash and the dishes,
4: (laughs) and I'll do the floors and the
1: bathroom. You know? Well, you didn't tell me you're living with
4: Casper now,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. We can divvy up the chores. That's that's how I look at
4: it. That's funny. See, I'd also
0: take the haunted house. Although, like when I think about these haunted houses, like uh, you, you remember the movie Poltergeist, right? Yeah, was was that the one where they the the mm-hmm. ghost is
4: coming through the in TV? The, the TV. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like that because yeah, it was me. on a Indian burial ground or
2: mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, because oh, I'm right.
0: watching TV right. and the next thing you know, it's all black and white and fuzz, and and the next and you know there's like a ghost living in there. So I mean, a graveyard though, a cemetery just seems really I don't know that seems really scary. I, <laughs>
2: okay, I mean, and then Jesse, yeah. what about you?
4: Oh, haunted house all day. Cemeteries right. is there's there's too much more. Uh, Entities and right. I don't
1: like even going to cemeteries. Never mind I'll
2: living in one. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. So Jesse, I'm going to start with you. All Would right. Would you rather be chased by the Chucky doll endlessly, or be haunted by Annabelle, the Annabelle doll, oh, for ten years? What is the
4: Annabelle. I, I think yeah, I don't know who the Annabelle doll is. What? Either. Oh man.
2: Oh, I can't with y'all. I'm done.
4: Well, <laughs> I'll answer it because I know the Annabelle doll and Chucky, and I think out of just. The fact that I think Chucky would be more entertaining to be chased by, I think I would go Chucky because Annabelle, I think she would just like possess and go crazy. But Chucky, at least he would, you know, scream and try to insult me and make it somewhat entertaining.
2: That's true. And it's Annabelle from The Conjuring, you know, like The Conjuring Yeah, I'm the looking
1: doll. at this now. Me too. I'm gonna say I'd rather be chased by Chucky, because that would mean I'd <laughs> probably have it. an NFL contract, and I could, you know, <laughs> find my way out of the situation if I really needed to by paying him off. That's that's what I'm gonna go. With. That was a
0: terrible. Annabelle trick, doll. Man. She is she is freaky to me. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, this
1: is this doll is creepy. And it's like, based I actually on a meant true Chucky story. For real. Yeah,
4: there's like uh, it's housed in somewhere in I think Louisiana or something. Yeah. I remember I saw on YouTube okay, video. Okay, so for about those it. of
1: you who don't know who that's. Annabelle doll is—it's an allegedly haunted Raggedy Ann doll. Is mm-hmm. the easiest way to put that. Yep. This thing looks terrifying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Scary Raggedy Ann. I mean, I wow. That's by the way. That's a pretty good pull, Raggedy Ann.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that talk about old school.
0: Yeah. You know really I mean? good. Yeah. I I feel like Chucky. Like I feel like I could take him and just kind of like.
4: Punct I see. Him. I see a very uh, a s- uh, pattern with you, Cap. Yeah, you think <laughs> like you I, can take on every single horror person? Like, if you're an alien, do you think you can outrun that xenomorph? You, have you think to you're gonna to outrun a facehugger?
0: Jesse, you must think this way when you watch these horror films. You gotta <laughs> think to yourself, okay? You gotta think to yourself. As if a minority,
5: if I, were next, in, I don't say, think this, next, is yeah. that's, that's, this is right because it ain't happening with us, right?
0: I'm
1: telling you, no. You gotta think to yourself.
0: What if that were me? What if that were me in there? And you're like, okay, I got, do I have a chance or I don't have a chance? Okay, so
1: that means that him. whenever I have to go on a scary trip, I'm bringing cat Yeah. Because he right? yep. sacrificed himself. Yep. He's yeah. the first one. Right. He's the first one. The I got
2: bear. this, guys. I got to outrun
0: <laughs> cat because the bear's going to catch him. Right. I got this. Step that's, away, that's Clinton. You're too <laughs> handsome.
2: I got right. this. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do one more for you guys, okay? Oh, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go with Clinton. Would you rather be cursed your entire life but die peacefully? or live a lavish life by die painful?
1: Wow, that's a good question. I know, right? Um, I'm probably well, going to go with the latter, because like, if I'm going out, I'm, I mean, like, what is painful? Like, I get my head chopped Why off? Why y'all got questions?
2: It mean, like... It's just painful.
1: <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like... It's pain. I don't know. Nobody really knows what a painful... De- I mean, I, I guess people do know what painful deaths are. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably rather live a lavish life than a painful death.
2: Okay,
0: what about sure. you, Cap? I'm 100% on the same page here. Um, I want that lavish life. And then if I'm going to die, I don't really, you know, peaceful, violent, whatever. Serial killer. (laughs) Says the guy that thinks he can (laughs) handle everything. Let's say the serial killer gets me and chops me up. You know what I mean? Well, y'all didn't pick one,
2: so y'all can't really talk about serial killer. But I'm saying, but but if that's
0: what ultimately (laughs) happens, but I lived this lavish life the entire time. I mean, better that I lived the lavish life and died by getting all chopped up versus, you know, living kind of a normal existence and a peaceful death. I'll, I'll take the I'll mm. take the lavish life.
2: All right, Jesse, nah. you're going to go. You're going to go last. And then Jesse has one, too. So I'm going to.
4: All right. Cool. So, so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with the peaceful death. I don't need any of that. That lavishness. And right. All that. Yeah. I'm good right there. It's <laughs> like so I, I got one real quick me. one. Yes, very much. Uh, would you rather be possessed by a demon or impregnated by a alien creature?
2: What? Well, the guys can't get pregnant, are though.
4: Bugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have
2: you not seen Alien, the face huggers? They come yes, out of the beach I chest. I have,
4: okay?
1: I would I way rather be sorry. possessed <laughs> by a demon, by the way. Way rather. Because then people would stay away from me. You That's know true. Gotta give some measure of privacy, you know? You
4: and, don't. like, you might not even realize you're there. If you're impregnated by an alien, that, that baby's gonna pop out one oh, way or another. Also, I know, and it, and it just way sounds way painful. for it, Scott. Painful. Also,
0: yeah.
1: I would be one handsome devil. Oh!
4: <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. We, we're it. it. We're done with the segment. Mic drop. We're done with the
5: segment. it. There you go. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Yeah, Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. Television's Clinton Yates is filling in for Sedano. What's up?
2: Handsome devil, mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> God,
1: that was so ridiculous.
0: Uh, Dodgers with, good. Yeah. Dodgers are the 3-0 lead right now over the Mets. It's the bottom of the fourth inning in New York at Citi Field. So uh, Dodgers right now in control of this game. At least uh, here we are in, like I said, bottom of the fourth inning.
1: If you guys want to know, I've gone away from the Lions. I have gone to the Little League now, so I'm watching regionals.
0: Little League World Series.
1: No, not the Little League World Series yet. That's in Williamsport, and that's in a couple yep. weeks. So they play the, the regionals, regionals and uh, those are leading to. So the Mid-Atlantic regionals are on right now.
0: I was watching earlier today the uh, Northern California versus Southern California. I missed And that. I didn't get to see who actually finished it off and won, and I wasn't sure where the team from Southern California was from. I love the Little League World Series. I love the regionals. I love when they play out in San Bernardino. It's like one of my favorite things of the year. And um, Clinton, there was a year when my son was uh, 12 years old, uh-huh. and he had, you know, was in the All-Stars and, and All Stars. Yeah, and yeah, I was going to say,
1: did he did he play on the team that tried to get to Williamsport? He
0: he did, and and it was kind of one of these things where parents, once we, because we're the coaches, right? Yeah. Once we see a team from our area get to the Little League World Series, and oh my God, God forbid, actually win the Little League World Series, we as parents become obsessed with, that could be us, okay? Right. And it will, uh, it like divided a community that I lived in at the time.
1: <laughs> I oh, God, I mean, it was- it's, it's a big deal, man. I remember two years ago, so I remember, okay, first of all, I played on my all-star team that tried to get to Williamsport. Um, we got as far as, like, we played in Maryland. We didn't get that far at all, but, like, it was a really fun experience. Now, I remember, like, man, this is probably four years ago where some coach from, I want to say, Rhode Island, like, after they got eliminated by New Hampshire, he accused the other team of stealing signs. And, like, I had to go on this whole rant. It was back when I was doing, like, national fill-in stuff. You know, I was on uh, Mike and Mike. And I was trying to explain to these people, like, first of all, Stealing signs is like not a thing you know what I mean like if your sign sequence isn't together Little League is where you learn if you know what's coming tell your team and so when this coach tried to throw a bunch of kids under the bus he said they must be taught that we don't coach that in our program and I was like dude Little League is such a family and community affair. If you come out of it after a loss and you're blaming the other team and making everybody look bad after all that effort, I yeah. would be furious. Oh, if dude. my kid was on that team and our coach embarrassed us like that after we already lost, that's a fist fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. You yeah. lost. You want to Maybe you should be teaching your kids how to pick up signs because that's called baseball. Anyway, don't get me fired up about Little League baseball. I will be in Williamsport next week, sidebar.
0: I, uh, I love the Little League World Series. I love all the regionals to get there. I love the, the all-star tournaments that get you into this thing. It, my son, his last year of Little League Baseball, mm-hmm. and I miss coaching Little League Baseball so much. It was one of my favorite times in my life. When I drive by a Little League field and I see a game going on, I'm like, oh, man, I miss all that. But I'll never forget, the guy who ran our league, he divided the league before the season started into the north part and the south part right because he had a travel ball team oh, that Here had like go. 12 guys on it right and all those kids lived in the southern part so he was like okay i'm because divide- he ran the league i'm That's dividing shady. the league there's north and now there's south and the reason he did all of that was because he wanted to keep his his um travel, travel ball, team, ball together, team
1: and he wanted them to go to the league world series yes Correct. i am i am intimately familiar with the internal machinations of youth baseball on this level and that makes me sick.
0: Oh dude, it was crazy. And so here's what really happened and this is why, you know, we thought we're like, okay, and my son was not on that travel ball team, right? Right. But he um but he had such a good year and not that he was a great player cuz he He might be driving around listening right now, you know. Just getting out of football practice at Saddleback College and going, "Dad, what are you saying, man?" But he wasn't a great player. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. He he was he was a good player, but he wasn't a great player. But he had a great year. Yeah. And he and he you know was one of the league leaders in home runs. And so you know he was like, "I'm not going to make the All Star team because they did this this year." You know, the kids were aware of the politics of it all. You know. Right. And so then that sucks. Well, but 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 he did make the All Star team because they knew they're like. We we're gonna just get destroyed if we don't if we don't pick the kids that really belong. So they they had their their let's call it their top ten guys, right? And then they added like another three, four, five guys that all had earned. Well, I'd say two or three of them had earned their way on. Two of them were like the coaches' kids that didn't really belong. But here's what happened: they thought we're gonna win the Little League World Series. We got enough talent. They play travel ball together all year long. They're winning all these travel ball tournaments. We're gonna get to Williamsport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you are in Little League and anybody who's listening right now who's ever had any involvement in any of these Little League things... It's complicated as the manager because everybody has to play.
1: Oh, that's the hardest part. The participation rule. You gotta pinch run guys. You gotta make sure you don't take yourself out of the game. You gotta find a way to put people in and put people out. And you might wanna make sure you're gonna get a kid in A B because you can't only have kids running to get them in. It's a mess. There's yeah. a reason why I didn't coach little I mean, my brother played Little League. He's now graduated from high school just recently. Like I was a coach, but I was like, I don't wanna be a part of this all-star nonsense. This is too intense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you people are going crazy over this, you know? It, it was true. Yeah. It's, it's totally true.
0: And so so what happened is is they wound up putting on the team, let's say like fifteen guys, right? And really, if you're gonna have a chance to win your region and you're gonna have a chance to go to the Little League World Series, really what you need is you need like eleven or twelve guys. That because if yeah. you have 13, 14, 15 guys and you gotta get this guy in it back It's you too get, hard. Yeah. It, right. And and it screws things up. But your problem is you you oftentimes will run out of pitching. So, um, so anyway, long story. Quickly, short, sorry,
1: sorry. The Southern California team was Torrance. It just came up on the highlight.
0: Go oh, ahead. great, Torrance, yeah. really. And who won the game? Did it say?
1: I, not clear yet. Watching the highlights. Okay, gotcha. Shout out to my homegirl Kelsey Riggs, who's doing all the anchoring on this.
0: All NCC right, C well, Network. Yep. Let us know when you uh, when they when they finally get to the end result. Northern California or Southern California? And shout out to Torrance. Way to go, man. Yeah. But that's just it. Is that when you have too many kids on a little league all star team, it's hard. And everybody has to play. And now you're trying to juggle, and you're like, "Oh man, we're in a tight game." But this kid, little Tommy, down at the end of the bench, needs to get one at bat, which means I got to take out one of my better players. Right. It just screws it all up. So when your when your roster is expanded too big, that's when things get oh, really difficult.
1: Torrance with a delayed steal. What a play. Sorry. I'm watching these highlights. <laughs> Torrance is playing serious ball over here. You can do well. This is the reason I brought that up is because what the fun thing about Little League, and you were talking about the not great parts about Little League, is that you can kind of get away with some nonsense, you know. If you play a little pressing style of game, kids don't make plays. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? And it's pressure situations. You can get away with a lot more stuff. Oh, Torrance banged out Pet- Petaluma. Is that what I'm saying? Oh, that,
0: right? Uh-huh. Petaluma's from Northern California. Petaluma, yeah. yeah Six-up. zap.
1: All right. Shout out to Torrance. All right. But yeah, no, like it's it's you can do a lot more sort of wild stuff and that's why it's kind of a fun deal because you know, kids are a little bit more volatile obviously, you know, and they just it's they're not as good, so all this kind of stuff is really exciting. Also, I, I'm at the age where like the parents are pretty much exactly my age even though I don't have kids. So like yeah. I can tell where these people or these walks of life these kids are from.
0: I got to say, you know, listen, if you've ever had a a Little League horror story, man, I'm telling you, you call anytime, 877-710-ESPN, eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you got this really great story about these Little League things, but uh, I've seen a couple of teams back in my you know, full-time San Diego days where yep. you know, one team actually went to and won the, the Little League World Series, and one team went and uh, came in second place. You know, and, right. and by the way, I've followed so many of those kids through their college careers, um, getting drafted in, into pro baseball. And I grant you, you know, there could be 12 guys on a team and one guy actually becomes, you know, a college star. But the point is, is that it's just fun to watch these kids, especially when they get to about that age. And I love this time of year, Little League World Series. All right. Stick around, everybody, because coming up, Laura will have what you need to know. And Clinton needs our help. Yes. I will explain what I mean coming right back. Stick around. What you need to know is next. This is Sedano and Kaplan with Clinton Yates in on 710 ESPN.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI